Hey, welcome to my fantastic, elastic um, journey into K-pop and Korean dramas and Korean culture in general. Um, so, that is indeed, this is named after the Shiny song. In fact, in fact, I thought it was called Fantastic Elastic, and then I'm like, oh, right, it's coloring Ding Dong, my bad, I always forget. But that was one of the first songs I listened to, no, probably isn't one of the first songs. When I first, like, really got into K-pop, I, like, didn't know anyone, and I wasn't interested. It was probably when I first was, like, standing people and actually learning, memorizing names and things that I listened to that song, and I was like, what the heck is this song? <laughs> it was great. So... And uh, I just thought it'd be a hilarious name for a podcast, so I went for it, <laughs> and mysteriously was not taken. Um, <laughs> so today I just really want to talk about something that actually is kind of hilarious because it's not really a hundred percent Korean, <laughs> which is hilarious. But um, I've been obsessed with this new girl group. I say new because to me, like. What I think anyone who's been in the K-pop, you know, listening to K-pop for so long, it's just like anything that's younger than like two years is new. So uh, Isa One, who came from the Produce series, Produce 101, Produce 48, actually, it was this one I came from. So I tricked my sister who listens to J-pop because AKB48, the, K- the, the J-pop group, was part of it. So I was like, babe, they made, they're having a J-pop people be on this show. She's like, oh, I'll watch it then. So we watched it together, and it was, like, the best thing ever to be able to watch something with a sister. I didn't have to, like, rely on strangers because, whoa, someone might actually know K-pop in my family and my world. So I was like, whoa, nice. Other than random strangers, if I ever have anything K-pop, random strangers would be like, yeah, of course, always BTS. But <laughs> the reason, like, oh, have you heard of BTS? I'm like, oh, yes, I have. I'm not going to tell you the fact that, like, I have, like, one song. I think I have, like, one song of theirs. And it was, like, one of their very first songs. We Are Bulletproof. That was, like, a working out song for me. I That's the only song I know of theirs. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Other than that. (laughs) Which, uh, the the looks I've gotten. Um, Anyway. So I tricked her to watch uh, Produce 48. So she stands eyes one. She has gone on the deep end, just like, you know, most people who get into K-pop. She has watched, like, all the reality variety shows. And then when she was watching the variety show, she got interested in some other groups. Because then she was like, oh, I want to know what happened to this member or that member. Or that person who was in Produce 48. So then she wants to watch, like, Rock Punches stuff or Cherry Bullet? Cherry Bullet stuff. A few of the different groups, you know? She's like, I want to know what they are doing. Um... Oh, Everglow. She loves Everglow, of course. I mean, it's amazing. Because uh, she really liked the Yerin, so... Anyway, this won't make any sense to you if you've not watched Produce 48. <laughs> but a lot of the girls from Produce 48 joined amazing groups like Everglow or Cherry Bullet or Rocket Punch. Like, uh, there's some others. Finn and Fanatics. What's... Although they've had some interesting controversy recently. <laughs> What was some of the other ones? I cannot think of them. There's one that hasn't released, uh, like, come out yet. Really better. Mystic Girls. Anyway. Okay, so. Um, I got her to watch it. We're both obsessed with Eyes One. And here's the thing with Eyes One. They have amazing, amazing singles. And amazing B-sides. They're, like, they remind me a lot of, like, FX or Red Velvet. Where, like, you look at their B-sides, and they're, like, really good. I'm like, these could have been singles. In fact, some there was, uh, oh, Fiesta. So, Fiesta, I felt like some of their B-sides were better than Fiesta to me. 
I was like, uh, I can't remember which one. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't that the same album? I really hope it was. I, I'm not sure. My, my, my cred, my street cred for being a wheeze one might be now in the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> but I sure heard them being amazing songs that were even better to me. But the problem with Eyes of One is that they're, so, so they're a group that does half and half. That was like their whole concept is that they half promote in Korea, half in Japan. And I'm like, that's awesome. And they have a lot of greats. You know, they have a lot of great numbers in Japan. They've done really well. You know, I think after twice and probably, I mean, and, and Girls' Generation, Eyes of One's probably also up there as far as like general public and knowing about K-pop groups. So, I mean, I mean, Tiara too. I should not discount Tiara. But, um, or Kara. God, I mix them up so often. <sighs> okay, one or the other. <laughs> anyway, so Eyes of One's um, singles in Japan, though, you might want to listen to those if you ever want to have fun and also want to, like, um, kill your ears or, like, tear out your ability to hear. Because, wow, you know? Their first one was a bad... Okay, their very first single was Suki something or rather in Japanese. And it was a really cute song about um, not wanting... Don't fall in love with me or you'll cry or, you know, something, some, something like that. Honestly, I don't even know. It was a really great sounding and it was very cute. And it's very much that J-pop mixed with some K-pop, you know? Like, I think it was a perfect blend and I loved it. The girls looked really pretty and like, I thought it was like, oh, this is J-pop and I liked it, you know? I was like, maybe I like J-pop. And then every, every single after that has been a miss, like every one of them. And I've heard it's because like that first one was done personally by the guy who's like in charge of all of AKB48, like that Aki P or whatever his name is. Um, he personally made sure that was good. Like, he was in charge of that single. All the ones since then, he has not been a part of. And they, it's been someone that, who works for, you know, that company. But, or label or whatever, AKB48 is. Oh my gosh, they're all bad. They're all bad. Like, uh, we were all very, very surprised. Because I want to say Buenos Aires was the second single that they had. Um kind of tropical which was like well that's different for Isa one because they they've been doing they do elegant in korea it's like this elegant concept their b-sides though might have like tropical or like really really cutesy or ballad they have like all of it which if you've never listened to their b-sides like they literally have all of it which is amazing and i'm like y'all talented like show that you, i wish they would release more stuff that wasn't like all the same but that's okay because then we could always have what Japan has which is like the worst singles ever like it's tropical house and the problem is the sound it starts oh my gosh the newest one it starts so good this newest one called beware it's a beautiful music video it reminds you so much of heart shaker by twice like it looks just like it but you're watching it and um it starts off and it's like you only hear this the music and you see Nako being gorgeous and it looks adorable it's like five seconds of this, and then one of them starts singing, and I'm, it's not the girl's fault because I know, you know, because we've heard, I've heard, I've heard them just sing on V Live, just normal, and they all sound great, you know. Okay, well, some more than others, you know. Let's be honest, but it's one of the really good singers who I want to say it's one of the good singers who starts it off, and I'm like, what, what do they do to you, babe? 
what do they do? Because that's not your voice. Nah, what? What? <laughs> that's what you think the whole time. And it's, and it's been for the past three ones they've had. They've had three other singles in that first one. Now, I mean, it should be three counting this one. Uh, so it was uh, Buenos Aires, and then they had a vampire, which was gorgeous, awful sounding, and gorgeous looking. Um, and now they have this one, which is also gorgeous and ugly sounding. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with whoever is in charge of you? But it's like weird to me because how much money they put into the Korean one, I just. I'm like, is this indicative of K-pop versus J-pop? Where, like, K-pop cares about the whole package. Where it's like, their dances are amazing. And the sound is amazing. And the vocals are amazing. And the mixing's amazing. And the producing's amazing. And they give the girls, like, the girls can write their own crap. Like, if you were, if you look um, on their albums, their full albums, they have written and produced some of the songs. And I'm like, good. Because we don't need that sexist bull that is happening in k-pop where only the guy groups are allowed to do that it's ridiculous g idols like the only group i can think of that is able to do their own stuff as women like it's i guess mama moo's been allowed a few times but like dude it's ridiculous so i'm really happy that they're letting the girls do it but um they don't have that in japan the j-pop one um the thing is it's different labels so the in korea they're under the off the record there's another there's a few, I don't know, there's two different labels that's in charge of them now. It's off the records, the one I'm used to, but there's another new one that happened with this new, newer album. Um, but they, they're letting the girls be very open and free to do a lot of stuff, which I'm like, good. They even had the Japanese versions of the songs were done by the girls, which I'm like, good. But all the songs that are original to Japan are all done by the in-house people at AKB48's label. And they're all just bad. I'm like, are they, I think they're giving them like the lowest stuff that no one wants, you know, like, like here's our reject pile. You can have it. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And it's, and I'm not the only one. Cause like when I look, when I troll the forums of the AKB 48 people, like that's what they're saying too. They're like, why do they give them another bad song? Like they're giving them the reject pile. Like they don't want to give AKB 48 or NMB 48 or any of that. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, because Izawa has proven that they can make the money. Like, they can give you the sales. I mean, I maybe it's because... No, see, I was going to try to give them... I was going to be like, maybe it's because of the pandemic. You're, like, giving them the songs that don't matter because they can't really do much right now. But no, because... Buenos Aires was, like, a year ago. <laughs> before this pandemic, so... What was their excuse then? You know? <sighs> it just sucks because the problem with produce series you fall in love with these people and then they have a temporary group this group is supposed to end in like a year maybe actually it's less than a year but i'm not gonna think about that i don't want to think about that but um i don't want to think about it so depressing but they were supposed to be a two-year i think group but it's like i don't try not to think about it now i'm thinking about it no i don't want to think about it no uh, but the problem is they're a temporary group, so don't give them crap. Don't give them crap that does not sell. Because for one thing, these groups get a boost from not just being part of, you know, like a M- Mnet show, but also the whole idea of being a temporary group makes people, like, kind of either not want to cling, or you cling a lot, and you buy everything. Which I've seen that, because I bought <laughs> my first album from them. 
Okay, I'm technically my second. My first album was a Wonder Girls album that came out here in America. It and I, I even I even baby I was babysitting babysitting a teenager and um, well nannying really because it was every day. So that's a nanny. Um, I was nannying a preteen and I took her to the store because it was a tween store that was selling the album and I went to uh, Justice is what it's called and they had the Wonder Girls album it was um, two different tiers I want to say and it had a, the jet, the Korean which I was like wow I was surprised they had the, it had the English of course and then the Korean and, and the Chinese version of the song which is pretty cool and then I had like two other songs I want to say and a instrumental mix which was ridiculous um, yeah so that was technically my first K-pop album I mean it was released in America though so I don't know if it really counts I don't know but Wonder Girls is my thing I love them. I love them so much. They had a reunion. It was like the best thing ever. <laughs> Berlin getting married. Anyway, but, oh gosh, it's totally different. See, I just, that's my mind right here. This is my mind. I go from one to the other to the other. My first album I really, I bought from Korea, like, had it shipped here. About me and my sister, an album. Um, of, um, which, which album did we get? <laughs> Dude, I don't remember which album we got. Oh, no, it was Blue Miss, right? Because isn't that the one that came out after the hiatus? Dude, I'm Googling it because I'm like, is that even right? Blue Mize or Blue Miss, you know? Oh, that is it because it's so pretty. Yes, that was the one. And we had no idea what the color versions meant. So we both just got a random one. Yeah, I was like, that orange is ugly, so I didn't get the orange, and then I watched an unboxing, and the orange one was freaking, had the best, um, photos of all of the, of all, all three. I was like, crap. <laughs> but, oh, that was great. Okay, so yeah, that was my first album I got, actually. Um, but dude, they have so much better songs. Oh, it's funny, too, because, um, some of the songs that, um, came out in Japan, they redid as, you know, in Korean and they put them on. I want to say Bloomis has some of them. It might have been Bloomis. Let's see. Is it on there? The track listing? Okay, no, it's not on this album. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't this album. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, so, I must have been one of the other albums. Is it Hard Eyes? Let's see. Hard Eyes. Yes, hard, it, was, it was Hard Eyes. Hard Eyes, however you say this name. Because it had the I Want to Be a Cat and um happy goodbye or gokeden sayonara the korean versions of those albums and it was like so much better <laughs> so much better done adapted by each Haeon. i didn't know that dude that's cool um oh but the mixing was better so people kind of laughed they were like oh wow so the <laughs> they did it better though Yeah, so there's the mystery here where you're like, why is um, why is Japan just like uh, the Japanese people in charge of one not caring and not taking care of like this group that's making you money? I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. I it's a mystery, and I felt bad because at first I was like, is this just how it is in J-pop? Which I know happens all the time the other way around, which annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> So it's like, it'd be better. But um, I wondered that. So then I, I was like, let me like real quick, just listen to some of the girls' generation or like, um, or 21. You know, I really liked when 21 tried, started to make, they would have definitely made an amazing impact in Japan if they hadn't had all the controversy happen at uh, 21. Um, but obviously I looked at um, the queens that are 
uh, FNST. I also look at it twice because those are kind of the two that I listen to anyway. I just hadn't listened to any of their Japanese stuff. And I was like very surprised. I was like, it sounds exactly the same quality wise. I shouldn't, I mean, obviously they, they kind of adjusted the style, which you definitely can tell like for twice this stuff. Except for the newest stuff, like I like the happy happy and the um oh gosh, why am I forgetting the name of it all of a sudden? Happy happy and breakthrough, break break breakthrough. Oh, that's amazing, amazing. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, the best like double thing ever, like double feature ever. Best, even using the same like uh sets, like that's amazing, amazing idea. Um, it makes me really wish that Eyes uh, Won't Do something like that. Like, that'd be amazing. Like, if with this, like, this newest song, if they did a more sexy version. But I know that's not what they're going for in Japan. But, dude. Anyway, ramble, ramble. Um, yeah, so I did look it up. I, I looked at, um, oh, or like that, what's it called? Galaxy Supernova, something like that. SNSD song. And I was like, these definitely sound different than their, um, songs that they made in, uh, Korea to me. Like, it sounds like more like, uh, j-poppy i don't know what to call it really but there's a certain thing about j-pop where like i think they value like cutesy concepts more well i mean they do have i know they have a lot of like not cutesy like i know that but i think that uh koreans when they go to japan they like to do the cutesy concepts there they like to do like the innocent concepts they like to do the um high-pitchy i don't know what to call it (laughs) like those kind of things so yeah interesting wow interesting the first green group to do that million certified what i'm looking at some of girls generation's accomplishments in japan and it's like whoa i mean i know they've done a lot of tokyo dome okay the japanese okay so it's funny because okay so mr taxi like mr taxi that that's like an amazing song i thought for for so long that that was like a, a korean song because I heard, like, a Korean version, I feel like. And then it's like, no, that was, like, their first original Japanese album. I mean, song. Like, what? It's so successful in Taiwan. What? Good for them. Girls' Generation make you feel the heat. Yeah, Hoot. Oh, they released Hoot and G and Run Devil Run, all in Japanese. Oh, good for y'all. Anyway, I know they did amazing, you know? Because they do that. Um, right, so, not sure, not sure what happened with Eyes of One and their Japanese producer, don't even know, I'm, a lot of people are like, oh, and the crazy thing is people are like, we looked up some of their other stuff, you know, like, uh, that producer who made that song, they looked up some of his other stuff and they're like, but why does it not sound like that, like, <laughs> Why? Why did none of them sound as bad as this does? I was like, I don't know. It's very, very weird. <sighs> anyway, so that's 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 what's on my mind right now. So it, it led me down a rabbit hole of looking up J- Japanese versions of K-pop songs, or you know, just original ones from K-pop groups. And it kind of led me to realize that just you know, whoever's in charge of Eyes One right now doesn't give a uh, yes, it doesn't give any thing about it they don't care they're just like no we're good oh yeah so he did make the, all the lyrics for all these songs okay anyway yeah so that's what's happening right now 
in the world of K-pop for me. I am looking up random stuff that's not technically even Korean, but it kind of is like just weirdly interesting. Kind of like how when I first found out about, um, well, see, I'd heard Boa before, and I finding out that she was Korean was like, what, really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> Actually, oh my gosh, this is so random. And then I already like sounded like I was about to end this, and I'm not. But <laughs> just really quick, an antidote. I had a friend who was like. Um, okay, I shouldn't say friend. I had a roommate. <laughs> Not friend. Um, I was, uh, you know, she wanted to drive somewhere. And I was like, okay, sure. But I'm going to, like, choose my own music because I want to chill, you know, and put music on. So I put on um, Oh by Girls' Generation because I was feeling like a classic song. So I put it on and I was listening to it. And she's like, I've heard this before. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, this is a Japanese song, right? And I was like, oh, well, I mean, they're really popular in Japan, so probably how you heard it. She's like, oh. And then later on, she's like, oh, could you uh, recommend me a few uh, Korean, you know, group people? And so I recommended her a few songs. And then later on, she's like, you know, I think I'm more into J-pop, though. My favorite is this late girl named Boa. She's so good. And I was like, oh, you know, funny. She's actually part of the same company. She's actually Korean. And she kind of looks sour. And I was like, okay. And then later on, like literally a week later, she mentions another group that's Oh, maybe it wasn't Super Junior, was it? It was like another one. It might have been Tiara. It was another one that was Korean, but they were in Japan, you know? <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I felt so bad, but I was just... I just started laughing. I was like, that's another group that's actually Korean, but they're, you know, big in Japan. And it just made me laugh. She looks so mad. Because <laughs> she's trying to show me up now that Korean... Uh, Japanese is better than Korean. <laughs> and I just couldn't help but laugh. I was like, okay. I don't even care. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so that happened. Um, I have no hostility towards J-pop. It's just occasionally their fans can be a little annoying, just like ours can be. <laughs> anyway, random, random, random. Just like with poor BTS. I love the guys in BTS, but they're fans. Oh, they're fans. I'm sorry that you have fans that are so toxic sorry just like with blinks like i tried because i love 21 so much i was like i'm not gonna hold it against these girls and i don't but they're fans though they're fans they're cray cray and they're so rude <laughs> so rude anyway that's probably the number one thing about k-pop is annoying <laughs> luckily i'm so old that i'm kind of just like whatever you know <laughs> like all the social media stuff and all that i'm just like eh i'm good whatever um I think that's a good thing about being old and being a K-pop person. So that is how I will end this. Oh, and give you a recommendation. So recommendation for the week. For one thing, if you've not watched it. So Jessie is a solo female artist. She's from, um, she's from New Jersey slash New York. It changes with the interview, which is funny, but it's because, you know, she kind of was born in one place and grew up the other and they're right across from each other and like with states that small you know <laughs> you know I guess that's someone from Texas I could say that <laughs> state's so small um <laughs> but Jessie's a really great solo artist her style is not mine because I'm not super into that um I love her like empowerment for women but I'm not a big hip-hop kind of listener Korean k-pop has kind of changed that where like I actually like raps and k-pop songs I used to hate it because I'm not really a big, like, hip-hop rap. I don't know. Not my thing. But 
she's an amazing personality. So she's on every variety show right now, which is amazing for her. But on YouTube, she has her own variety show thing called Show to Show to Review. Is that how you even say it? Let me wait. Show to Review. Yeah, Show to Review. Show to Review with Jesse. A show interview with Jesse. Show to Review. I guess that's where it comes from. But she's a these hilarious interviews with celebrity. She just did one Sun Me episode 18. It was with another amazing solo artist, Sun Me who's from Wonder Girls, and I love her so much. Um, she does these, they're hilarious. She did one with Haha, she did one with Solar from Mamamoo. She's just, she did one with Eric Nam, amazing solo male artist, who has a great podcast. Um, she's so funny. I really wish she'd get podcasts. She'd be amazing at it. She's adorable. But um, it's funny, because she's so tough, but then she's adorable. <laughs> so that's what I recommend. Go on go on YouTube, search Show Interview with Jesse or Show Interview with Jesse and watch like look honestly just look at one of the episodes that's like someone you're interested in or just start with the first one if you're not sure and they are funny because she has no filter and she don't care and that's her whole thing now like that's how she is normally but it's become her brand too which is great for her that she gets to do both (laughs) so that is my recommendation they're on youtube and they're short and little so i think that's perfect if you want something a little longer, I do recommend watching episodes that, where she's um, on. Um, there's a lot of episodes. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of names for this variety show, but there's a variety show with uh, UJ Suck, and it's called either Hang Out with UJ, uh, you, hang, hang Out with You, or How Do You Play. It's called both. I think it's very confusing to me, but it's actually a really good show, and Jesse's now on it a lot. But actually, I started from the first episode, and I really liked the way it was the first few episodes. So that's really good. So there you go. There's some recommendations, things to do, especially if you're bored right now because you're um, actually like quarantining or something. I don't know what that's like. (laughs) I've had a job where I've not had quarantine this whole time because it's been a required job or essential job, whatever it's called. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. I'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) Um, Hey, try. I definitely also recommend trying out this Eyes One song just to just to know what I'm talking about by the bad production. Yeah. (laughs) Poor, I just feel so bad for them. Anyway, signing off. Talk to y'all later. Bye.